Welcome, everybody, at home on YouTube and on iTunes to the Black Oni Podcast. I am your host, Jay Blaze 6 and I'm joined today by JC Mac 120. What's up? And Soil, aka Sowad. What's up? He's on his Xbox One using the Connect. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is the first podcast that we have up with you using your Xbox One after having bought it. So, congratulations to you for having a. A webcam that's working probably right now. <laughs> yeah, it actually it took a second or two, but it, it is working. It's nice to see everybody and not get disconnected. And you're on your couch, so you're just like laying back, not giving a fuck. Yeah, I'm just chilling. Yeah. And that's so, not... When'd you get it? I, I like... um, a couple weeks ago now. Um, you know, like right when Titanfall dropped is when I finally just caved. <laughs> I, finally... I hear you. You couldn't hold on anymore. <laughs> no, no, I couldn't. And also, there's an article that he wrote on the Black Oni uh, blog.com where he's talking about his experience with, with, I guess, opening himself up to the idea of getting an Xbox One. So, you guys at home, make sure you check that out. It'll either be annotated or a link or just go to blackonyblog.com, whatever. <laughs> um, anyway, I finally have come back from the trip to Japan, and I suggest that everyone who has an opportunity to do so, if you don't have kids... If you don't have any other crazy obligations in life, fucking do it. Just do it. <laughs> it's like a necessity. Um, but anyway, we're going to jump right into this. The agenda with the episodes called Global Reception. There's a reason for that. We'll get to that in a second. Um, but the uh, icebreaker is who was your favorite games publisher and why? Publisher? Publisher. Or developer. It could be publisher or developer. I wanted to say yeah, publisher because... Let's do publisher. Yeah, there's not too many uh, that people like. All right, someone, anyone. <laughs> no, because I know more developers and publishers, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I guess recently publishers have been pissing me off. I would say Ubisoft is my favorite publisher right now. They're not a developer? They're a publisher? Yeah, because they... Well... I think Ubisoft has like internal studios, so they'll have Ubisoft Montreal, and then they'll have like Ubisoft, you know, fucking whatever, Utah. I think they have like a some studio somewhere, but I think the publisher and the developer is both Ubisoft. Yeah, they do both. Yeah, so I guess that's kind of a cheap answer. Yeah, <laughs> but fuck it, that's what I'm going with because um, I'll let you guys go. But there's a reason why I decided to make it be publisher instead of developers because, well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because um, you didn't have to all say Naughty Dog. <laughs> yeah, because that's what I was going to say. <laughs> um, okay, well, in the 90s, I would say Square. Mm. Square Saw. Because, I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. Were, were they a publisher? They were a publisher, yep. Okay, because, you know, they fucking made some of the best games. Were you sure? I think they were developers. I'm, they were both, I'm pretty sure. Okay. But I will say uh, Sony. Mm. Because, I mean, shit, they fucking published Final Fantasy for a little while. Um, that was my shit. <laughs> it was. Past tense. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, if you think about it, they published so many great studios, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and uh, close second, I would say uh, Nintendo. Mm. I mean, those are just the obvious answers. They're console makers, yeah, so yeah. they know how to cater to their own personal console. And 
the type of features that it offers. So that's a good point. But Nintendo, yeah. I even I for some reason I didn't even consider that an option for a publisher because they they're also like develop uh, they make the console. But yeah, no Nintendo. Nintendo's probably the best publisher that's out there. Yeah, I would say. That's true. They're the not only, my favorite, but they're probably the best. The only reason I don't choose them as number one is because they make. I mean, they make amazing games, but they. It's like they're afraid to create new IPs. Oh yeah. You know, so oh, yeah. until you, I mean, the Zeldas and the Marios and all of that is always going to be great. But until you really start venturing out and, you know, exploring different franchises, I can't put you at number one. Yeah, that's a good point. In the 90s, I would have. <laughs> the 90s were so good. Yeah. Yeah. What about well, you? Well, I cheated. I was going to say Naughty Dog, but since they're a developer, it's actually Sony Computer Entertainment that is one of my favorite publishers. Mm. They were the guys that did Uncharted 2 amongst many, many other games. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, no, no, one, no one's going to say EA? No EA, love? No. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, so... Um, before we get into the rest of the podcast, I remember seeing an article. I think you sent me one, and I also saw one um, online where they were talking about <laughs> EA was still saying that, you know, they're defending their product, saying, uh, you know, it's hard when you're trying to innovate in so many categories to make a game that is completely something, something. And <laughs> I just. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It was pretty absurd. I, I couldn't stop laughing after I saw that. And I was like, I. I still have Battlefield, and I was supposed to sell that shit. But JC was like, "Yo, we should we should try to get on that again at some point." But like, we still haven't done it. I know I'm ashamed. It's I don't even feel the need. I don't even feel the desire to do it. I heard it's working. I heard it's not as bad as it used to be. Well, I don't care. I sold it. I got rid of it (laughs) after almost a hundred hours into that game. Yeah, a lot of things work. You know. Doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> I mean, if they they had gotten it out to market immediately, working fine, that'd have been great. Right. But it's fuck that game. <laughs> That's that game. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, they 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 done fucked up for too long. I think I might pop that game in again at some point, but I'm not really that like gung ho about it. Like I have other games I got to play through before I even consider popping that in. But also, since we were talking about you using the Xbox One now, what was the uh, what was the incentive for you to buy an Xbox One? What made you decide to do it? So, a lot of people at home are very aware that you were very anti Microsoft, and yeah. even amongst our own podcast group, a lot of people gave you shit about it. And, yeah, you know that's that's to be expected, you know. So you it, yeah. Went pretty much full circle. You went from completely being against everything that it stood for to now owning it and using it for the podcast. So, yes, um, um, run that bias for a second. Well, that's one reason is actually well, despite the hiccup we had a few minutes ago, it's working. <laughs> it's working. It doesn't have to. It doesn't act like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also it just there's too many gamers out there right now that not, I was the same way and I still kind of am that have that company mindset where it's Microsoft versus Sony, where one will reign supreme. And it's people talking shit constantly back and forth, back and forth. And it, it kind of clicked last generation when like gears came out or when the new halo came out or when something like left for dead came out, like something came out that I couldn't play and my friends could. 
and it, it just pissed me off, and it, it enraged that hatred a little bit more because Microsoft had it and Sony didn't, and you know, I'm just I'm just done that way. Like, I just don't want to continue to hate on a company just because they're that company. Mm-hmm. If it's something good, if it's something fun, then yeah, I want to play, and it is. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> uh. Can you just explain why the hell your camera's moving? <laughs> it distracts me, so whenever I move my hands, it just kind of does that kind of weird stuff. Like, it really looks like someone is fucking following your actions. Um, I know you explain this, but if, if someone doesn't own Xbox One, you know, it will be kind of awkward to see. So, but that, yeah, that is kind of weird. That's good reasoning, though. Um, Real good reasoning, and I imagine it could be very liberating to have multiple consoles. I know there's yes. previous generations when I own multiple ones, but for the past, the last generation, I only had one. Um, this generation so far, I only have one, but I mean, you know, it's it's worth having. You're right, it's worth having all of them at some point. You know, every single console company is going to have those exclusives that try to drive their company and try to move units. So, you know, it's always going to be something to gravitate towards. So I feel you. Nintendo almost has me. They almost got me. Mario Kart 8 looks looks great. It does. Yeah, it really does. I'm, I need another reason. I need one more. Give me one more reason. Fucking Bayonetta 2. <laughs> Yeah, but I was never that big into the first one. Legend of Zelda is coming. Fucking Super Smash Bros. I'm not. I'm not a big Smash Brothers fan, but a lot of people are. But I mean, that's something. I'm. I think at this point, I'm more gravitated towards getting a Wii U than a an Xbox One. But at the same time, I want to play Monster Hunter Four, <laughs> and that's only coming on 3DS. And there's a lot of games that are only on 3DS that are, are fucking great games. And it's like, yo, why don't you have a version of this for the Wii U? Like, you would have, like, if they had a Pokemon game for the Wii U or was able to let you play Pokemon XY on the Wii U, that shit would be sold out. <laughs> like, done. Like, last They're Christmas not going to do it at all. They're just going to keep it portable. Uh, and they, they've had, uh, I can't go on record saying, I can never tell you where I found shit and where I read. <laughs> Just take my word for it. But, I mean, it's been this long, number one, and you really haven't seen a proper tried-and-true Pokemon RPG game on their home console. And I really did read somewhere they have no intention to do so. You know? And it's weird. It's fucking stupid. the logic, I believe, the logic behind it is, I mean, Pokemon is the biggest portable-selling game. Yeah. You know, for them. So... I don't get why you wouldn't want to bring it to the home console. Well, maybe they feel like it would hurt the portable sales, but then it would boost console sales, which is more expensive. (laughs) So, I mean, you fucking brought uh, Smash Brothers series to the portable now. So it's like you're starting to give less reasons to own your console and more to own the portable. I'm not not giving you logic. I mean, if you're going to have certain franchises that started on the home console to be on both why don't you make something that started on the portable to be on both? I mean, either build the ecosystem fully or don't do it at all. Exactly. They're, they're in the best position to have such a perfect ecosystem because they're, they had a bunch of games. Like, remember Pokemon Stadium on the N64? You could yeah. play your game 
that you had a portable game on your N64 on your TV. There's nothing for that right now. Gosh, that's throwback. I was just going to say that, too. They already did it before. Why aren't they doing it now? Like... (laughs) I don't know. Did it fail? Because I remember playing that. I like, played the shit out of that. Everybody played it. And like, no, it took Pokemon all your Pokemon. Stadium. It, yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. It took yeah. the Pokemon to put them on a big screen and like it, it gave them 3D visuals so every, all their attacks were just like like you would, could port everything from your game over to that version of it and it would be all enhanced, all updated graphics. Like, I remember now. They, Nintendo fucking up. <laughs> Nintendo's fucking up. That's a missed opportunity right there. They just don't give right. a fuck. Hold on. Yeah. They do not give a fuck. Anyway, moving on from the icebreaker, what games have y'all been playing? I'll get JC Macko first. <laughs> um, nothing. I haven't played anything all week. So... Between this podcast and the last one, you weren't on the drunk podcast, which one day, one day you will. <laughs> That's <pretty> amazing. <laughs> but, nah, you don't want to. Like <laughs> in between that time, what have you played? Uh, I, I mean, same shit I've been playing, man. Like, I haven't bought a new game in so long, and I don't really do Gamefly or rent games, so. Uh, what, what the fuck? Um. <laughs> I'm looking at them right now. Uh, same things, man. I've been playing The Last of Us still. Like, that game just gets better with time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just, I can't stop playing it. No, you definitely um, Tomb Raider, I started playing, and I'm really enjoying it. You know, once they put it on PlayStation Plus for free, I started playing it. But it's just like, I'm so drained. <laughs> you know, we talked about this, but I'm just so drained, man. I don't, I don't have desire to play if I'm not going to fully enjoy, you know, I've, I've fucking fallen asleep watching TV and playing video games lately. Like, you know, that's when times are rough. (laughs) I just need to give myself some time. Yeah. Yeah. You've been, you've been, uh, hustling pretty hard lately. Trying. Trying. Yeah. But that's a perfect segue into what I think you've been playing, Dave. Oh gosh. (laughs) Loaded <laughs> question. Since the last podcast, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Rocksmith 2014 for PlayStation 3, which is easily ten times better than the first one they did. Better than Rock uh, Band. Oh well, Rocksmith came out. Um, I think in 2011. Mm. It was the first one of the first tools designed to teach you how to play guitar, the real thing. Mm-hmm. Without the plastic buttons and everything, and it walks you through step by step. Yeah, but it had its flaws. Like it, it had some latency issues, and it had um, um, just the way they did some of the songs wasn't too great, and some of the lessons, and just it, it was clunky, I guess. Mm. This one's a lot better. They refined it and they fine tuned it so you can go anywhere from if you never picked up the instrument, so you can already shred, and you, they can teach you how to develop your skills more. Mm, that's and pretty sick. Even go for going through like one song, you play it once, and it'll recommend like three things for you to do, like to look at this new chord, to practice this riff, or to check out this section. Like it's it's really really well done. Like I really like it so far. Um, Titanfall's another one. I'm playing that for a few weeks now. Yeah. Basically, if you like Call of Duty, you like this game. Like it's it's geared toward those kind of people. 
just with its own little elements to it to make it a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, props to the Xbox One for being able to, I can't say it, yeah. snap Internet Explorer <laughs> to, uh, to uh, the game. Basically, uh, so I can listen to Pandora while playing my game at the same time, which is something your PlayStation 4 can't do, mm-hmm. which is not. Um, and I heard Spotify is coming uh, to. Remember, I said in the podcast, in the discussion, I was like, "Oh, it'd be clutch if they did that." But there's rumor that yeah. they're, they're trying to incorporate Spotify into that. And that's pretty fucking dope. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, I also played and beat Rise: Son of Rome since I got the X One. That game gets a lot more shit. No, no, I bought it used. I bought it used so I could return it. Okay. Got my money back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although even for um sixty bucks, like if someone bought that, I mean. It would still be fun. Like it's still like a QTE, but it's not really like that. It still requires timing and just bloody visceral combat that it has. It was nice. Mm. Um, what else? I guess I'll wrap it up. Infamous Second Son, which is awesome. Mm. Uh, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, which I've been playing the last few days. And I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So I've been uh, I've been in Japan, so I didn't get to really play much. Um, I brought my Vita with me, and I've been playing Gravity Rush and uh, Uncharted, uh, the Uncharted game for Vita. Those are both excellent fucking games. Um, I just can't get into handheld gaming as much because, like, I'm, I'm, I just love having the controller in my hand, looking at my screen, just, like, sitting back, you know, gaming. That's, I'm in gaming mode when I'm doing that, and I feel in my element. When I'm portable, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't feel like I'm at home. I feel like I'm, I'm always having to adjust to being somewhere else, so... Um, it's a different feeling, but those games, other than that, are fucking amazing. Um, I've, I have Titanfall on PC. I've been playing that a little bit before I left, and I did a, a live stream. I finally figured out how to get it to work on Twitch. Um, but I did a live stream on there, and that's been pretty cool. Um, I like it. I like the game's fucking great. It's a, it's a huge shame that it's not coming to PS4 um, until, yes. until the next one, probably, but... You know, this is incentive for people to get an Xbox One if they don't have one already, or if they want to start gaming on PC. Like, this is your incentive to do it because it's a really fucking fun game. Um, it's got issues, of course, but I'm not going to get into that right now. That'll be for another time. Um, I've been playing Infamous Second Son. That game is fucking amazing. I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm not even that far in, but like, the visuals, the story, the action itself. You know, the sound design all comes together really well to make the game really enjoyable. I suggest anybody who has a PS4 or thinking about getting one, definitely pick it up. Um, and I been, I played Metal Gear Ground Zeroes because I had to, you know. Um, there's a review going up. <laughs> there's a review going up um, either Monday or Wednesday. I haven't decided when it'll be up, but uh, there's a, I, I, I recorded the review. Like, I'm editing the content today. Like, I'm on my... As soon as I got back, I was back to work on shit, so... (laughs) Um, Yeah, but... Other than that, that's basically what I've been playing lately. And I I talked to JC a little bit when I got back about uh, Metal Gear Ground Zeroes, and he just gave me the thumbs down, so... I would love to hear... I know why, but I would love for everybody else to hear why you're thumbs down. Uh, I mean, everybody knows why. (laughs) Um, And you've known me for a long-ass time, man. You know... I loved, loved the Metal Gear Solid series uh, so much. And unlike a lot of people, I think it peaked at number three. Um, number four wasn't bad, but, I, you know. Did you I have Peace my Walker pick. yet? 
I never played Peace Walker. Yeah, so shit, dude. I know. I know. Yeah, you can have it, don't you? <laughs> and um, I don't know. Number four is just kind of. I don't know, man. I think it was overrated a little bit, to be honest. And uh, after that, I just... And then you offer this game, which I believe IGN fucking sped through it in eight minutes. You know, Ten minutes. Seven? Ten. And it was Ten. after the guy already played it two or three times, and he skipped oh. all the cutscenes. I knew so, what he was doing. Okay, so ten minutes if you include watching the damn credits roll, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying thirty dollars for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fair. That's you fair. Know? I mean, I, I can get a fucking uh, hobo to jerk me off and swap. <laughs> you could probably get an actual person to do <laughs> it. I'm not paying for it. I'm not fucking paying for it. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's cool, but I'm also pretty sure that it'll be bundled in with um. Um, Phantom Pain. Phantom Pain. Phantom Pain. So I'm pretty sure it'll be bundled in. So I'll just wait. Yeah. I mean, you're not doing yourself a disservice. Hmm. I should reword that. You're not doing anything bad by doing that, but you are missing out on something pretty cool. But you're going to get to play it eventually anyway, so it's not a big deal. But yeah, that shit's dope. (laughs) Like, it's short, but it's fucking great. I'm just kind of waiting. I just kind of wanted it to, like, backlash a little bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, their heads were very swollen trying to charge 40 initially. Yeah. It just goes to show the consumer has the fucking power. You know, we control the market. And if we're not supporting things the only way we can with our wallets, then, you know, if the demand isn't there, then... They're gonna drop the price. That's what's happening with Square Enix. Like they've already st- started dropping the prices of both uh, Thief and, excuse me, and um, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. Like those were both, I think, thirty dollars on PSN. Um, like last what? week. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. I mean, I think I think companies are finally starting to realize, especially after the fiasco with Microsoft, that like the consumer really are the people who have all the power when it comes to the games industry i mean if we're not if you don't like what you're doing like square enix even said that they're going to be refocusing their energies on making jrpgs and like that's going to be where their focus are because if they try to appeal to everybody then like who is your game really appealing to if it it, because not everybody agrees on something and again this is like another theme for the podcast is that like there are cultural differences between many of these areas and like if you make a game that is meant to be a certain way so like a jrpg like other people who like jrpgs around the world are going to pick it up if you try to make something that's diluted and like oh anybody can enjoy this even my kids like no one fucking wants to play that (laughs) um but yeah uh, without going too much into detail you have a really good point about the consumer having the power and about konami being fucking dickheads about that Um, there's a bunch of games that just came out in between the time that we had the last podcast and this. So Titanfall, we talked about a little bit. Infamous Second Son, we talked about a little bit. Uh, Goat Simulator. <laughs> I heard, look, it looks awesome. I, I would buy that game. I would buy that game too. It's, like, <laughs> it's stupid as shit. It's so funny. And I'm like, why is there a fucking goat? And I, I watched people playing. I was like, all right, I can kind of see the appeal here. 
It's just like absurd, over the top, like ragdoll physics. You can like lick things and like grab onto things, and then like your your goat can go flying somewhere. And you can take like a truck with you or something. Like what? It's fucking stupid. It's, it's, yeah. It's like a, it's like a ten dollar download. What? Is that sounds better than uh, Chair Simulator? Have you seen someone play that? What simulator? Chair Simulator. I have never heard really? of this. All you're doing is sitting on a fucking chair. (laughs) (laughs) Four walls in a room that in the the walls none of the walls have a fucking door. So you're just like gotta look this up. You gotta look it up. It's it's chair simulator? Chair. I can't believe that's a real thing. It's a Uh, thing. It's a thing. (laughs) It's a thing. People people the internet is an amazing thing, but it's also fucking retarded sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you know Mercenary Kings I haven't played it yet but I downloaded it to my PS4 while I was at work I fucking love the ability to do that by the way just like download shit while you're away use your phone and just manage your, your account on the go wherever you are that's fucking brilliant yeah it's kind of scary too you can message people on your fucking phone on PlayStation Network, be like, yo, what up? Like, I don't want to give you my real number, but... <laughs> yeah, that's real. Yeah. It's pretty genius. Um, gro- Ground Zeroes, of course. Max, the Curse of the Brotherhood, which I don't know too much about. Watching that chair simulator? There's like, it, it took me a while, because when you plug that into Google, you find, like, those big-ass chairs with gaming controls and flight simulators. I fucking want I that. I had to look somewhere else. I think I did. I want that. <laughs> There's this guy that's like really happy sitting down. <laughs> I'm simulating this chair. And I'll send a message of uh, who's. Yeah, I want to see this. <laughs> and there's um, Dark Souls I Two. I gotta look for it. All right. Dark you Souls guys do your thing. There's a, a game that both Jordan and Chris are extremely excited about playing. Um, and I, I try to I put a link in our thread about this game called uh, I fucking forget what it's called. What is it called? Bound by Flame. Bound by Flame. And they were like, "Oh, it's it's basically uh, Dark Souls." I'm like, "Did you guys look at it yet? Like, <laughs> like maybe it looks." Well, I did too, and they're kind of right. I mean, when you look at the combat and you go to that to, to like Dark Souls, it's it is kind of like a poor man's Souls game. Like at least it, it had that initial look to it, but I don't know. I'd still like to try it, mm-hmm. see what it's like. I think it looks different enough. Like, of course, no matter what you do, if you make a, a medieval game and you have someone running around and they have armor on and they're fighting monsters and, yeah. like, regardless, it's going to look like a game that you've played before. So if you if you play another first-person shooter that has military men and guns and explosions, you're like, oh, it's another Call of Duty. But we've seen, you know, tried and true again and again that just because it will look like that doesn't mean it is. So, true. I don't know. That kind of annoyed me when I saw that. I'm like, there's like all these choices you can make about the game, and like you're possessed by this oh, demon, and you can like use only fire attacks, and each fire tree. That's has why like, I'm interested in it. That's why I want to play it. But yeah. when you look at it, it just looks like a simpler Souls game. It just looks like it because it has the same red health meter above an enemy, and you still have the same kind of stance and. Yeah. dodging and attacking but with a dark souls kind of game it's like you're hit once you're dead maybe right. twice and you're dead right this game was more just i don't know i i want to see more i want to read more before i, I cast that kind of vote so i 
I get where you're coming, though, Will. I really do. Yeah. All right, I sent it. Yeah, I see this shit. It's actually called Sitting Simulator. Sitting Simulator. Sitting Simulator. That's why I couldn't find it. Oh, my God. What the actual fuck? Why? Like, you can't even see your ass or anything. It's just a camera. Wow. That you can pan around. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> yeah, people's, people's lives have become so mundane that we're <laughs> willing to make simulator. it work. Oh, dear Lord. That should never happen again. Yeah. Ever. Um, Final Fantasy uh, 10-10-2 remake. Um. <laughs> so why are you shaking your head? Because I'm just looking at, like, they have, like, a video review up for it. Like, how are you going to review sitting down? <laughs> <laughs> no, you should, that, that video I sent you is, is fucking hilarious. He's just ragging on the game the whole time. He said, the music is too loud. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, SteamWorld Dig has also come to the PlayStation 4. It might be on the Xbox One now as well. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, I remember a while back, your homie D, Dan, mentioned that he was really into that game and we should check it out. And then I realized that it was coming to PS4. So I was like, I'll check it out when it's on PS4. And so I will do that eventually. Okay. What was your thought about Final Fantasy? Uh, yeah. My thought, I, th- I think it's great that they did it. Um, I'm still shocked that they haven't done this for Final Fantasy VII, so that's where my kind of frustration with that in general is. Like, I love Final Fantasy X, but like Final Fantasy VII Remake or just an HD version of it has been requested since fucking 2004? Yeah, but... What is it, 2014? Yeah, 10 but... 10 years? You, do you really logically... Ex- I mean, they kind of fucked themselves up by even doing that demo. But um, do you really expect them to, to make that game in an HD uh, remake version? Because, you know, the graphics by now standard is like it would just make it look fucked up and worse. That's so, make a completely different so, game. That's what I'm saying. They would just remake it. Yeah. So, but if they did remake it, like, they're not the same developers they once were. <laughs> so, like, if they, if they fucked that up. They get so much backlash, like it wouldn't even be funny, you know, because people cherish that game. Like people, you know, jerk off in their dreams to that game. So it's like, you, <laughs> if you mess that up, man, it's so it'd be so bad. That was one of the first RPGs I remember playing, and like really being engaged. And like, wow, this is what gaming has become. You know, this is the potential of video games, like. Games like Final Fantasy VII and Metal Gear Solid, the first one, and just a whole bunch of shit like that. Like That's what started elevating games to the way they are today, where it was more than just mindlessly killing people. Right. Like the Mortal Kombat's of the world. I'm not, I love Mortal Kombat, but yeah. I'm saying th- these are the, those are the games parents and politicians were looking at in the 90s. Like, this is evil. <laughs> it's going to make kids crazy, and they're going to kill each other. But when they turn 18, they can buy <laughs> and cigarettes, kill themselves. When yeah. They can learn how to drink, you know? So it's like, wow, video games are really terrible, right? But you sell things that kill people <laughs> if they don't know how to deal with it in moderation. Right, right. Uh, it's, eh, yeah. Times have changed, man. And I'm ranting now, but video nah, games. That- 
aren't the fucking same anymore, man. That was good, though. I mean, I, I agree with a lot of that. I think we have reached a point now, though, in gaming that, like, games have become a lot more sophisticated than, than the typical games that were coming out 10 years or, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, we're, we're at a good, good place in gaming, I think, but we can always get better. You notice when, when as, thing, as technology gets better, like, it makes things worse sometimes. Mm. Because first of all, like, just take this, these summer kids coming up now, right? Mm. Let's say PS3 was the first console they really knew about. Like, right. PS3, 360, and the Wii. You know, they really take a lot of things for granted. Yeah. To play in the arcades. They never had to, uh, you know, go through the, the pre-3D stage or, you know, the way they couldn't render things. You remember PS2, for example. The the gameplay, as opposed to the cinematics, were like... Night Always different. Yeah. Oh, night day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And now it's all seamless. It's, it's fucking crazy, but so much production and money goes into these games that, you know, a lot of developers can't afford to make a, a shitty game, you know? So that's why we're having a lot of, and you guys know this, I'm preaching to the choir, but that's why games are a lot shorter now because so much money goes into the detailing. Yeah. That's why games, a lot of them lack good stories because they know multiplayer would sell like i can't believe when i'm on you know these gaming sites and there's these these guys or girls or whatever talking about oh i'm not buying uh infamous second son it has no multiplayer i'm not buying whatever single player only game it's like what when did you grow up you know <laughs> in the 2000s like right. at one point in time this is all we had yeah you know and it, it was just like time it's times have changed because it used to be back when I don't know when you guys started, but when the Super Nintendo was out yep. or yep. Oh, we were the N64 was out, like we were waiting just for that one game a few months or a year or two from now. Like, I hope this is going to be good. And then when it finally came, even if it was 10 hours long, we would play it 10 times over. Yeah, and we would consume those games and be appreciative for it and thankful for it. Now it's like, Especially when you mentioned Infamous, because it is about maybe 10, 12 hours long. It's still a great game. Yeah, it's an awesome game. And that's playing on like one one uh, one versions. If you want to be like a you know evil character or a good character, and like, the game is very different depending on if you if you play it evil versus playing it good. So I think technically it's ten hours, but also technically it's like twenty. It's like twenty, twenty-four. Yeah. So it depends but on. It's, it's just people are spoiled. People just want. They see something and they say, "Well, I don't like it because it doesn't have multiplayer, or it's too short, or oh, it's, it's not as polished as I want it to be." Yeah, it's yeah. That someone wants to find a reason to bitch about it rather than just picking up and playing it and having a damn fine time anyway. Mm -hmm. and especially for some people that don't have enough time to play video games. Right. Like if you only got like an hour or two a day, you'd rather enjoy yourself rather than bitch about something stupid. <laughs> Yeah, so, so I think, um, man, there's so many segues we're going into with these conversations. It's fucking great. Um, fucking, well, well, we'll talk about this now because this is a good time to do it. 
Um, Adam Sessler has left his video game reviewing days behind him. And for those of you guys at home who don't know who Adam Sessler is, um, he's pretty much been the face of uh, game reviewing along with Morgan Webb on the X-Play Network for a big chunk of my childhood uh, slash yeah. like teen years. And then leading up to now, he's been with Rev3 Games for about a year and a half. And he just he just decided to leave and, and pursue other avenues in gaming. Um, I don't know what that means, but this is a this is a, a good point that you make when it comes to like people finding stuff to just bitch about and complain about. Um, one of the criticisms that people have about the way he reviews games is that like they believe he complains too much about little shit, and like he'll I guess he has too much fanboyism or whatever. I don't fucking know. Um, so like when God of War Ascension came out, and he reviewed that. Like he got upset at the game and docked points because they had a trophy called uh, Bros Before Hoes. And the developers changed it, I think, as a result of kind of the backlash that surrounded that whole idea. But, like, he did overreact to that. Like, he, w- he was, like, talking about, like, how um, irresponsible it was for the developers to make an a achievement called that. And, like, you know, how... It's not like, a war game. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> he was like, it's a disgrace to gaming. It's insulting to me as, you know, intelligence. So I'm like, dude, really? Like... Yeah. Like, first of all, it's rated M. It's from a man rated M. Sure. So, so, yeah, if you're, you know, we know kids fucking play these games, but whose fault is that? Their parents, you know? So, it's just like, okay, it's an M rated game, you know? And kids can just go online and look up the nastiest shit you've ever seen in your life. Seriously. You know? So, it's just, man, that's why. Kids are fucked up these days, man. They have the world at their fingertips, you know? Literally. Yo, I remember, yeah. yeah. And they yeah. all had one. Yeah. And I remember uh, in the early 90s, you remember those little fuzzy channels? Oh. You, you <laughs> yeah, yeah, the ones with the black and white, the thingy yeah, some color. 30 seconds to see a fucking nipple. <laughs> yo, what happened to those days? And your world dial up. There's no <laughs> more. There's no censorship. So how you gonna dock a point for something like that, man? Yeah, that pissed me off actually when he did that. I was like, "Yo, Adam, man, you really just overreacted." Like, it's not a big deal because that's just either way, that's his opinion. But like, because he's a a figurehead for gaming, you know, it's he's looking his re- his responsibility is a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But. I don't fucking know. He he's he's gone now, so people who are bitching about him can finally rest easy knowing he's not a part of the gaming industry in that capacity anymore. But I'm kind of sad about it because I do really like his opinions, and I think he has a lot of viable and valid stuff to say about the industry in general. It generally yeah. does, but I mean that kind of died for me when X Play died. Well, G4 was dying a slow and painful death. It need it needed. Man, G4 used to be so sick. And then they started putting cops on and fucking uh, campus police PD and some other dumb fucking shows that nobody watched. Yeah, it wasn't gaming channel anymore. Yeah, it was bullshit channel. Plus part of what happened with, sorry Diverge, wasn't it like Comcast or some shit where, or DirecTV? Yeah. I think it was, where they did Comcast had them first. No, but one of the major providers did, and that just totally cut their audience in half. Oh. I want to say DirecTV stopped carrying G4, and they even had a petition, but they still didn't have enough signatures or something, so they just dropped the channel in general. 
Yeah. Think. I think before G uh, G four wasn't on on um, on Directv, and then it was on Directv, and then maybe they got rid of it again. And that, something like that, but they they lost it on one of the providers, and basically it just was the beginning of the end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, crazy, but um, another I guess big figurehead in gaming. Um, Phil Spencer is now the the head of the Xbox division, and he wants to make games front and center. Um, so I, that makes a lot of people happy. I mean, I, I it makes me happy too because even though I don't have an Xbox One, like I'd like to think that I would prefer to have people representing a company or, or uh, spearheading a company who actually care about gaming. And from what I understand about Phil Spencer, he's one of those people who was who always been an advocate for pushing, you know, gaming innovation to the forefront for. Xbox, so um, I can't see how this could be a detriment to them. They were having some issues with figuring out who they were going to have lead the division for a while. Um, so I think that's a good thing, right? I do. <laughs> and so, wh- why do you uh, why do you think it's a good thing? Um, just like Jack, Jack Trenton. Whenever we saw him, mm-hmm. for so many people, we got excited. We just knew something good was coming. Mm-hmm. And even though I was not a fan at the time, I do remember Phil. I remember when he was out on stage during Microsoft's press conferences, and he would have something good or worthwhile to say, or he had that that energy, that that charisma that you just like seeing. So I, I have some faith. Like I'm glad they put him there. I am. Do you think we'll see anything big at E3 as a result of him being a spearhead for this? Um, not really because of him, but because of what they're already saying. Like they have like what. 90 minutes of stuff already of just games and stuff they want to show off. And they're already over there a lot of time for footage they want to show. Mm-hmm. Learn from the mistakes. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I think hopefully this E3 should be good. I, I want an Onimusha game. That's all I want. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amazon Fire TV has been unveiled. Yay. Um, people keep calling it a a console but I think they're kind of missing the point of it it's supposed to be like a Apple TV competitor yeah Um, it's kind of cool though they have they showed off a few games that they were going to have for it and like you can get a controller for it and I think it's like a lot closer to being a console than like Apple TV but I wish people would stop calling it that like it's a it's a multimedia device that just happens to play games Sounds like the Xbox one. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Oh shit, that's great. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, the Xbox One can play more sophisticated games. Yeah. And again, you know, Phil's trying to trying to make the Xbox One not that. It's trying to make it a, a games console that can do other stuff. But right now, it's definitely an entertainment box that lets you watch your TV on your box. Through your TV. Through your yeah, TV. Yeah. And then <laughs> pay, pay them the, for the money. Pay them money for the box so that you can pay the subscription to use Xbox Live to use your other box that you pay for on Comcast so that you can use that on the Xbox. It's so far it's a lazy man system. <laughs> uh, it's what I said before I bought it. It's what I said now. I mean... 
But there's nothing like talent to record something or to flip between Netflix, your TV, your video game. But it's like having a smart TV and your console bundled together. It's it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. Yes. <laughs> oh man, I thought about trolling and being telling your Xbox to do shit. <laughs> but I don't, don't do that. <laughs> It'll hear you, man. <laughs> so tempting. You have no idea. Oh my god. So tempting. Do it at the end. Yeah. I saw a video of someone trolling other people, and he was like, he was saying his his screen name was you no. Know, the Xbox name or whatever, and then it would say like turn off, and, and so like oh man, you know, X something turned off, and then like it would ask them if they wanted to turn off their console, <laughs> and people were exiting the lobbies because of it because they would get mad when dude was killed, and he's like oh fucking X one turned off, it's so pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> I was in tears. I'm like yeah, that's some shit I would definitely do. I didn't think about it till now. Yeah. I- I'm intrigued. Yo. I really kind of want to see this. <laughs> you can try it. I just, I'll shut up for a second. Xbox, turn off. Stop playing. See, he paused. He... Pa- no, like I was waiting. I was waiting. It didn't do anything. But you paused so well, we, he thought you got stuck. I like, thought you got stuck. <laughs> 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 oh, Xbox, volume up. Uh, Xbox, snap. You, you the fuck? <laughs> well, fuck you, Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, who will? Shit's racist. <laughs> um, Microsoft has shed some light. This is a kind of Microsoft-heavy uh, news <laughs> week. Microsoft has shed some light on its cloud technology for gaming. Do you think that it's enough to bring gaming to the next level? Say it again, please. <laughs> <laughs> They're cloud shit. They're cloud. They had some, like, uh, at, at GDC, they had some fucking presentation where they were talking about what they can do with the cloud. Um, I mean, I mean, we were waiting for our cloud expert to respond. Did he ever say anything? Nah. I honestly, I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe is where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see it in real application, real actually being used in a real way, as opposed to just like for matchmaking or for fucking driver tars or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, of course, developers have already come out and said there's nothing that, that Microsoft can do to, I guess, eliminate the power gap between the two consoles. But this could be something that. Um, I mean, I guess there's potential for it to do something different that the consoles can't already do now. It's just like maybe they spoke too soon about what that can be because like I don't think any of it's really ready. No, it, it was more just a tech demonstration of what's possible. But like that—that's the same thing with the new Unreal Engine. That looks really cool, but that's not anything real yet. Yeah, that's just your the possibilities you have there. So, uh, I don't really know either. <laughs> um, so moving on to the final parts of the podcast. Uh, do you guys have any guest topics you want to add into there? No? All right. Um, My dick. Nah. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> no, I would not like to add that, Will. <laughs> sure, I mean, fucking... I, I just... 
internet. I just, I guess, look into the future of this generation because I was looking at my uh, PS4 earlier today, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow, I really don't use it that much right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, I know Infamous just came out. I haven't had the opportunity to buy that yet. I really want to play it, but you know. Uh, the first year or so for a new console is just always rough. And I think as consoles move on, and like we were talking about before, it just takes longer development time, you know, and a lot more resources. So we, we if you just compare the amount of games that came out during the PS2 era mm-hmm. as opposed to PS3, it's like no comparison because they could afford to make shitty games and still survive. <laughs> So it's like, I don't know, I'm just hoping we hear some great things at E3, and I'm just hoping for a rejuvenation of certain franchises, like Legend of Dragoon. Yeah, Anyone? that needs to have happened already. Yeah. I mean, they had that Panzer Dragoon, but I haven't played it or tried it. That was uh, an X1 exclusive. Yeah, that's that's a way different game, though. That's that's like... The so what do you shooter. say? Yeah. What do you so, say, that? Does anyone want to share franchises they hope gets a revival? I know you said Animusha. Yeah, I'm going to keep saying that because it's intentional. Yeah. Fucking Tenchu. Come on, man. Anything else? <laughs> you said what? I mean, for me, I mean, it's it's more like a pipe dream hope. But James Bond, I mean, it, it has not and continues to be not the same since Goldeneye. Well, they've tried making new games for that. The what? Like what? I've, I've been through them all. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, Tomorrow Never Dies on the PlayStation One. They had The World Is Not Enough on like N sixty four. They had Everything or Nothing on PlayStation Two. They had um, um, they had that new one where they had Craig's uh, face and likeness. Quantum fucking whatever the hell. Uh, it was what was it called? Blood sand. Actually, it might have even been Goldeneye. Like they tried to rip off the name or something, and they <laughs> took parts of the movie. I don't know. That might be just a dead franchise to me. Hmm. I would like a good quality uh, game reminiscent of those days. Yeah, but nothing compared to it, I guess. It's just like in today's times, the simple fact that companies are afraid to put out new IPs, potentially for them not selling well. Why not revive some of these franchises, you know? Um, they, they beat dead horses all the fucking time. All the time. You know, and it's just because it sells. So instead of making your next Call of Duty this year or next year or the year after that or 20 years, um, why don't you try The to World make- War II first-person shooter era. That Give me one cool. of those. Yeah. Wolfenstein. That's what I'd like to see. Yeah. But just period, it's like pull your resources to something gamers want, you know? Give us a sequel to certain games that haven't had a sequel, mm. you know? There's a lot of Nintendo fans that want a new Conquer. Yeah. You know? There's no, a lot not, of uh, rare fans, because Conquer uh, was yeah, a, that, a rare was, game. Uh, what was it? Conquer's Bad Fur Day it was like yeah. one of the last ones they did. It was on Xbox, and it was great. I played. I think I played the demo. I didn't play the full game, but like I really had a lot of fun playing that game. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's so many. I can name so many different franchises that should be revisited in some way, shape, or form. It's just a shame, you know? Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. I'm looking at my shit right now, man. There's a, there's a lot of games that should be, like, 
crash. I mean, that's just a thought. Heavenly yeah. Sword too. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, they they gotta revisit Heavenly Sword. I mean, they put her in their fighting game. They really did. They did. And medieval. What about uh, medieval? Or is it just called medieval or medieval? Medieval. Medieval. Yes. Yeah. So um, they, that was. I never. I don't know if I played that, but still, it was a PS. It was PlayStation Classic. You know. Just, I mean, they claim they're going back to their roots this time around, you know, so I'm expect my expectations are very high, you know. I hated the PS3 for like the first two, three years, you know, and I love PlayStation brand. Yeah. You know, it's just like the sequels, you got to think about it. When PS3 first came out, first of all, they were losing all exclusivity yep. of titles they had exclusivity on. No Final Fantasy, no Metal Gear anymore. Yeah. No and then the Devil May Cry. The shit oh. that they lost exclusivity on fucking sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Final Fantasy. You know? yeah. yeah. Final Fantasy 13. Um, Devil May Cry 4 was, the gameplay was good as usual. The story was but, fucking terrible. But the story. Nobody even knows where the fuck Nero came from. <laughs> He's just you know? dude. And now you rebooted the fucking series? <laughs> just blasphemy, man. <laughs> Video game blasphemy. And it's just... Some last generation, so many... Oh, I want Japanese developers to get back with the program. You yes. know, I used to play so many Japanese-made games, way more than American-made games. And it's just we've transitioned so much. You know, the RPG is not dead, but it's a lot harder to find. Child of Light. Child of Light. Oh, yeah. You know, I've heard some really good stuff about that. And so this is a perfect – it's so great that you said that because um, there are a lot of territories that that want to – that very so heavily due to like cultural differences in the way that the cultures are kind of integrated within everything else that goes on in the world. Um, after being in Japan, like I have a better understanding as to like why Japan makes some of the decisions that they make in terms of like business stuff. But like I can even see it more so now that like I've been like people are fascinated with Japanese culture. There's no need to try to appeal to a western audience because their shit already appeals to the western audience that's why people like jrpgs japanese made games it's because they're made a certain way the only thing that i think they would ever need to change when it comes to their approach to western versus eastern is controls that's it if you keep your game quirky fun interesting different out there um very you know, stylized, all that shit is, peop- is shit people like. Like, you don't have to dumb your shit down to appeal to everybody else. And I think we've seen a lot of that in the past generation. And a lot of we- a lot of Japanese developers, like, um, wasn't there this game that came out? It was like, it was like a Gears of War clone. Someone literally tried to make a Gears of War clone. Oh. Um, you know what I'm talking about, though. It was a Japanese yeah. developer. It was like Quantum something. Quantum Theory? Break? No. I think Quantum it was Quantum Because Quantum Break is some game that's PlayStation like Three Xbox and like Xbox Three Sixty, right? Yeah. Well, let me look it up real quick. But they basically came to E Three was like, "Yes, we see what the West likes, and we're going to make our own video game." And it was that sucked. It was terrible. Like, what the fuck <laughs> were they thinking? It was like <sighs> I played the demo for that shit. I was like, "Man, this is a piece of shit." It was Quantum Theory. It was a piece was of it? shit. 
And it had a cool idea, like there's a tower that you were ascending that kept changing the way it was made. Like that was a cool idea, but they, they tried to make it like Gears of War, like down to the character designs. Like, come on now. So I think a lot of Japanese developers lost their way in trying to appeal to everybody. But what a, what do I fucking know, right? <laughs> what are what are the games that you think transcend cultural differences? Like basically, like no matter what culture you're in, whether you live in Japan or you live in Europe or you live in America, like what games do you think are just across the board thought of as amazing? The Last of Us. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I was gonna say that. <laughs> like uh, even a different language, that would still translate really well. I mean, any, if you think about it, any any game that really casts aside the differences of individuals and lets you reflect on today's world, you know, like mm. for example, uh, I was watching Breaking Bad earlier oh, on so Netflix, and um, dude, some you know. I don't even want to say anything silly, <laughs> yeah. but um, dude said they were speaking in Spanish, and dude said uh, machine, and they said machina, machina, and that made me think of Final Fantasy X. Like something just like that, where there's so many different religions in the world, but if people can all come together and settle differences over a, a greater evil. You know, like we all know the story behind Final Fantasy X. Yeah. I think that transcended. Well, I got a question. Like, I wanted to ask this earlier. If someone like me that wasn't a big Final Fantasy fan wanted to take that leap, 7 or 10, which one? Ah, uh, good question. Well, it's hard because I, I, I'm coming from not having played Final Fantasy 7, but I know a lot about the story and I know a lot about what makes it so special to people. Um... But that's like asking whether someone should play Metal Gear Solid Two, uh, one versus two, and because Metal Gear Solid One is like, it's a totally different way that the game is set up and structured. So like, you'll get more enjoyment out of playing Part Two, but the story is way better in Part One. So I think it's like that with Final Fantasy Seven versus Ten. It's not like that. It's not like that. No, because it's not. Well, no. Which one then? Metal Gear is a. You know, it's a game that builds upon its franchise. Every Final Fantasy is a different universe entirely. Yeah, so, right. you know, it would chronologically it would make sense to play Metal Gear Solid One first. Um, well, would you suggest someone play the first one before the second one then? I, for Metal Gear Solid? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, because you know, I played the second one first, and then I didn't have as much desire to play the first one. Hmm. You know, because. Obviously, you're taking a step back in graphics. Yeah, which, where, that's you know, the point that I was making there too with Final Fantasy is that because it's a it's different graphics, different yeah. layout, different. Yeah, it's um. Let me tell you this, Final Fantasy VII. I played it again this past summer on my Vita, and I loved every fucking minute of it. Okay, and it's the thing is because I think I was like eight eight years old when I first played it, and. That's this is how detailed games used to be, like the materia system. You know, there's so many different ways you can incorporate the materia system, and that was a genius idea because when I'm eight years old, I didn't fully understand it. You know, so I was just equipping whatever to whoever, and it can change your attributes drastically. You know, 
And the, uh, every color of materia is a different type. You have the summon materia that's red. You have the fucking uh, magic materia is green. You have the, the materia that actually helps to uh, do different shit, man. It's crazy. Um, I think seven would be a good idea to play first, okay? I love both of them very much. But it's like once you finally understand the way that the materia system worked, it's so detailed, you know? Final Fantasy VIII would be a good one to play as well. A lot of people shit on it and hate on it. And that's because if you know what you're doing, you don't need to rely on the summons in Final Fantasy VIII. A lot of people don't play it the way it was intended to be played. So people rely on their summons the whole fucking game. You know, if you know how to equip magic to different attributes, then all you'll need to do is hit people with a regular attack and you will do 9,999 damage every fucking time and never fail. Wow. I think you should play Final Fantasy, all of them. Okay. There's <laughs> a game called Final Fantasy, all of them. <laughs> all right, all right. Different question then. If I, if I were to do this, because I haven't done this for either. Hold on. Final Fantasy or Metal Gear Solid? Oh, no, don't do that to me. <laughs> I, I, but I haven't gone through either one, and I've had this debate for a long time, so I need to I need to pick one if I'm so, going to start from the beginning. Okay, I'll let, I'll let Will talk about Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> I love Final Fantasy, man, but if you're trying to go through the entire chronology of both of those, yeah. it's like you're going to spend way more time getting through all of the Final Fantasies. That's what I thought. Yeah, so I would say Metal Gear. Um, because you, it's a lot more. It follows a chronology, so it's like a, a full story, and then it's also like there's less games of it that you'd have to like catch up with. So that's it. I mean, I'm, I could go yeah, into detail it. and say like fucking, <laughs> the combat system in Metal Gear Solid Three is so intricately different than the one in Part One. Because in Part One, you go up to someone and press Square, and like you can either roll them over or you can choke them out, and that's it. Like I can, I can go into detail, but I'll just say do it. <laughs> they're they're the games are the same but they're different so like people made the argument about like call of duty like they make their game the same every year every year every year but they'll have like one tweak in there that's different and metal gear solid like each game is still themed around the idea of being stealthy you're still not trying to be caught like you still have the big boss emblem you can get if you go through undetected and as fast as possible. You still have crazy boss battles, all these things that are, are very Metal Gear, but each one of the games feel completely different. Um, and that could be down to the characters that are, are in the game, when it takes place, um, the of course the environments, you know, the story, and the controls. The controls are different for each game, like completely different. So... Um, up until like Peace Walker, Peace Walker was the first game that started uh, allowing you to kind of aim and move at the same time with like the left trigger, then the right trigger. And then Metal Gear Solid 4 incorporated that. And that's one of the reasons why I really love Metal Gear Solid 4 more so than some of the other games is because the controls just translated so well in the next generation. And that's one of the reasons why I really love Ground Zeroes is because like they've really like revamped the way that you control your character. And in part one, it was like over the like top down, like moving around, you know isometric view and it was it was a lot different so um but with with that said though like final fantasy um 
a lot of Final Fantasy games are similar in the way that they have a menu system so that you attack using a menu system, but some of them handle that completely different. So, like, Final Fantasy VII, I believe it's, it's straight turn-based, so it's not, like, an action bar that fills up and then, like, no? It's real time going on. Like, if you, you know, if it's just in uh, it's not it's not turn based at all like the fight is happening in real time and it's just about how quickly you can react to shit yeah you have a meter that fills up mm-hmm. and then that meter has to fill up before you can give another input but there's no order mm. 10 is turn based 10 is completely turn based yeah yeah and so like even within final fantasy like there's different stories for each game, and then there's different battle systems for each one, even though they follow a similar, like, there's a menu, and then there's, you know, uh, 13 and, and 7, I guess, are similar in the way that they have an AP bar that fills up, and once once part of, in 13, once part of that fills up, you can initiate one attack, and then if it goes to, like, halfway, you can initiate a different attack that takes up more of that bar, and then, so they get kind of complicated. Don't, don't talk about 13, please. <laughs> okay, don't, don't play 13. Don't play 12. Don't play eleven. And, and the thing is, too, is like people have such, uh, such like polarizing opinions about each Final Fantasy game. So like, some people love Final Fantasy twelve because it has like a political system that is very detailed and very intricate, and it's all about the political system and not know so much about like certain other things. And like the battle system is way different. And some people love twelve, but then you know, JC Matt, for example, is like, fuck that game. I mean, some, there are some people that like twelve, but twelve is like where the series 11 was really where the series started going to hell because i mean who this was you made 11 during a time where people with a ps2 really didn't have online service like that and you made it an mmo (laughs) gee you know people were like what the fuck (laughs) and this is when like you know they were final fantasy was still the shit so people were like oh yeah i gotta get this (laughs) (laughs) yeah say that's when you can tell they started going for the money. Um, the quick answer for me to say, if you wanted to like go through both series, like at one t- one or the other at one time, definitely Metal Gear, because you know it could be appreciated in a lot less time. <laughs> you know, like Final Fantasy X, for example. It's like a f- and I'm assuming you're a completionist type of gamer because you're a gamer. You know, <laughs> you're either a fucking game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like for I remember Final Fantasy ten. One of my playthroughs, I clocked in like a hundred something fucking hours, and that was just doing everything I could possibly do. You know, and I was dicking around a little bit. And the perfect <laughs> ending, huh? The perfect ending. There's two endings for that game. You can get a, a regular ending and a perfect one. No, there's not. For ten? Yeah. Pretty sure there is. I'm sure there's not. I've played that shit plenty of times. For Ten Two, there's different endings. I don't know. I've just, I've never gone down this rabbit hole. That's why I'm asking. Don't look it up. I'm right. No, I'm there's, not. <laughs> <laughs> there's different endings for Ten Two. Telling you, the only ending you're gonna find is a game over screen if you fucking die. <laughs> but um, man, you. You're missing out, man. That was some of my, the best fucking parts of my childhood. It's Final Fantasy. Like other stuff growing up. I was wasn't fucking, always the RPG element stuff. I was fucking hooked to RPGs in the PS1 days. Hooked. 
like I played them. I played all types of RPGs. Man, that fucking Final Fantasy uh, seven through nine. Uh, Brave Fencer Musashi. Oh yeah. <laughs> Legend of Dragoon. That's a fucking great game. I let my friend um, borrow that and he never came. I'm looking at some of this shit right now. Legend of Lagai. Have you played that? I have not played that. Oh god. I played that. You played it? I have not played that now. No. Sick. <laughs> Sick. What's wrong with you guys? Telling you, man, life sucks without these games. Yeah, it, you know, it's a genre that's died, basically. It's coming back. Child of Light, again, is, is from what I hear, is trying to bring back a lot of the essence of JRPGs. And- it's not coming back. That's what I was getting at. I mean, from what some of the names that you're dropping are some of the names people have said while playing this game. That it reminds me of those classic games they played when they were a kid. That are so detailed and so well done, yeah. and so just yeah. fun playing at the same time. Like I, I got my eye on that one for a reason. Mm-hmm. That's this month too, right? Yeah, I think so. It's coming out in April. Okay. Um, it's made by me... Ubisoft, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Like I said, Ubisoft is doing their thing. That Child of Light thing. Yeah. The two D side scroller. It's a two D side yeah. scroller slash um, RPG. No, no, I don't play that shit. <laughs> JRPG. I wouldn't call it just an RPG. JRPG, right, right. They're not fucking Japanese. Oh, they probably got. I, I don't know what the studio. I don't know what their deal is. They could it's be Japanese. American. Still be all right. I don't fucking know. <laughs> ER. They could They're be European, man. Or what? I uh, whatever. <laughs> I think that. I mean, the J- Japanese ain't doing JRPGs now anyway, so fuck it. Like, <laughs> if it's going to be a JRPG style game, then, then fuck it. We'll take that. Save that then. I'll take it. Like, yo, I can fucking play a lot of my PS1 and PS2 games, like, any day of the week, you know, and still, like, cream my fucking pants over. <laughs> you know, like, a lot of these uh, PS3 and you know, I'm not calling out Sony. I'm just talking about video games, period, now. Like, a lot of them I can, like, live without, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'll pop that bad boy in, and I'll have trouble beating certain games now. Because I'm like, I'm not, it's not holding my interest as much anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, an explosion. Well, <laughs> you know, it's just like, they go for fucking thrills now, you know, instead of that storyline. And... Yeah. I think what I really appreciate JRPGs for most, or just RPGs in general back then, is before they had voice acting, it's like, you had to fucking read, you know? Like, mm-hmm. my, I, yeah, yeah, but I was just so fucking ahead of the rest of my peers, because while you were playing fucking tiddlywinks, <laughs> shit, you know, I'm playing some real shit, <laughs> like, some crazy shit going on, man. It's <laughs> crazy motherfuckers trying to, you know... Destroy the world and shit. Sephiroth. Yeah. Sephiroth. How are the fuck you want to pronounce it? This dude has a saw, a sword that's like this fucking long, you know, and he's crazy as shit, but he's not really that bad of a guy, you know? It's just like, yeah. you really get to see so much, man, so much. Fuck, fuck gaming now, man. <laughs> nah, I'm playing. I'm, <laughs> nah, but, you know, gaming is so versatile, man. I'm looking at my games right now, man, that you... You got your fucking 
shooters, racing games. The Last of Us is its own category. <laughs> and um, I mean, it's so That's coming so, out on PS4. I love it, man. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be released done, on PS4 this summer. Huh? I'm here like June or July, and if it's anywhere close to what they did for Tomb Raider, I I gotta do it. Yeah, the day it comes out, I gotta do it. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're releasing The Last of Us again with multiplayer on PS4. Like, I'm ready. I'm ready for that. You gonna buy that shit? Hell yeah. For what? So I can play on my PS4. (laughs) Oh, what? I don't wanna keep using my PS3. Like, the interface is, like, when you go from, that's like taking a fucking 98 Corolla versus your new whip. Like, you can still use your old car, but why yeah. would you want to if you have the choice to use a new one? This still drives, and you can still put some good tunes on the radio, and because you have a different passenger driving with you every once in a while, that's why. I still use my PS3. I still do. I mean, you still do it if you have to, but if you don't have oh, to. Oh, that's right. I forgot one. Uh, South Park, The Stick of Truth. That's another game I was playing. I'm saying, if that game was on PS4 versus PS3, which one would you buy it for? Yeah. Huh? If it was on both, I'm going to go with the newer updated version. That's but it's I'm not. Saying. But if they just make, like Dark Souls, even though they're going to do that again anyway. Yeah. I bet you money they're going to. They're definitely going to. But if, because that's only on the one system, I'm still going to buy it because I love. I would love that game. Well, you don't have it yet. Not yet. I got to beat Dark Souls 1 first, yeah. and that's still a bitch. I'm just saying, by the time you beat Dark Souls 1, they might have already announced Dark Souls 2. Then I'll probably pick it up on PS4. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 if given the choice, I think most people would prefer the new version. I know that a lot of these games are going to be coming out on the PS4 as opposed to just staying on the PS3. So I'm like, I have plenty of shit to play in the meantime. Like I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Yeah. And we were just talking about this a second ago with JC. You said the racing games. There's a lot of fucking racing games coming out uh, within the next year, year and a half. Um, were you, were either of you big racing game fans back in the day? No. Uh, <laughs> Twisted Metal, but that's not racing. I mean, Need for Speed. Yeah, fuck Like, that back when it was Hot Pursuit on the PC. Mm. Um, the original Project Gotham Racings. Mm. Um even the Burnout series every once in a while. Yo, I me and JC play the shit out of Burnout. I got one. Um, is it Road Rash or Road Rage? Yeah. yeah. Road, Road Rash. Rash. Man, that was the shit. Yeah. You could beat the shit out of somebody with Chain Link. <laughs> um, a fucking bat. Yeah. You know, like, that game was the shit. It just... Oh, man, I remember I played that with my cousin sitting... You know, he's sitting on the bed and shit. Yeah. Jet Moto? the shit out of each other and you see you see someone on the fucking um (laughs) the fucking ground you just run them over some more (laughs) it it was visceral man reckless shit (laughs) yeah it was great i love it yeah there was um i remember need for speed underground when that first oh my god i played the fuck out of that game i played that game just to customize the the cars like it was sick it was awesome just pull your eye the way you want i never liked gran turismo Never uh, liked it. I appreciated it because it was a fucking, it was a simulation and it was like technically like ridiculously like good at what it did, but like I never could get into it like that. Yeah, I, I tried. Yeah, I tried with Gran Turismo 3 a lot. I played that game so much and I still couldn't, I couldn't do it. But 
I, I mentioned this because there's a lot of fucking racing games coming out. Um, we have The Crew. We have Project Cars. We have um, Drive Club. And then we have uh, some other games I haven't even heard of before. I can't remember what they are now. But there's a lot of shit coming out very soon. Um, and I, I find myself really interested in Drive Club now. Like, I wasn't even like, oh, you know, I really want to get this game before. But now, like, I've seen some of the, the work they've put into, like, the visual, um, the visual, like, language packet that they have. Like, there's a very specific way that they do everything. And they got the actual in-game models of each of the cars, like, um, from the, the people who make the cars, from the car manufacturers. And so, like, you know how they, they do their uh, concepts and they do prototypes of their cars and they, put it, they do a 3D render of it? Like, they got... The, the developers for this game got access to those original files to just straight up use those in the game. That's kind of, that's like a level of detail that like we should be seeing in games these days. And I think that's kind of dope. And then there's this, um, what was that game that you sent, Dave? Project Cars. No, no, no. The other one, the indie developed one. Oh, it was like, I think I have it linked here. It, was, it sounded like, almost like a German name with a K, like Crowdscape or uh, yeah, something like that for being developed for PC. I never heard of it before I read that. And it, it it's a game, basically. It's an indie-developed game, and it lets you, while you're driving, whoever's in first place, there's a mode that allows you to build the track as you go. Yeah. Like, that sounds fucking crazy, because it is. And this leads me to my next point. Um, you know, do you, we don't fucking hear AAA developers doing shit like that, like making making the ability to to create a track so that people behind you now have to navigate an entirely different way of going through the level that you were going through as a first place character. Like, do you yeah, think that's what it was called. It was called Crowdscape. K R A U T S C A P E. Yeah. Oh, fucking crazy do you think that de- indie developers are now the kings of gaming innovation huh <laughs> <laughs> what are what? indie developers oh, the king of innovation yeah um nobody man like i, I just feel like so many people are just falling in line with the norm, you know, like, and I could say some like really fucking cheap answer, you know. I know, I mean, you you know what's on the tip of everybody's tongue, yeah. But um, I just feel like so many developers have either found their what they do best, and they just continue to do that, or they're just trying to make something that's already very similar to something that's been established. You know, and this goes back to the point of not taking chances, not taking risks, um, not trying to build new franchises. I know I ripped on Nintendo about that, but a lot of companies do that now. Mm-hmm. A lot of companies. You know, like people said that uh, Watch Dogs sounds like Assassin's Creed, except urbanized. You know, people said shit like that. And you could see the similarities, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just like... Where's the risk? And I'm not saying it's not going to be a good game, but it's just familiar. Yeah. I guess with an indie developer, developer, there's more risk because it could be your first game. It could be first team. It could be the only life and dream that you've had for however many years. 
Right. I mean, I guess as some indie developers, you have a little bit more window for creativity. Yeah, but I mean, you only have one or two shots to get it right. So while that might make them king or, or give them more options, it's also more risky. Yeah. I mean, you're hearing about so many companies closing down lately, you know? Like, if you don't make that hit game, like you said, that could be lights out, party over. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a rough area, you know, it's a great area. Like, gaming is now what we've always wanted it to be. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's something that can compete with fucking movies now. You know, it's something that will eventually be bigger than movies. I think a lot with, of them are already bigger than movies. With the, I'm, but I'm saying financially. Yeah. Uh, movies. Virtual reality might push that too. Still. Virtual reality might push that too. With with what they're saying, because personally, I I don't really care. But when someone says this is going to change the way everyone games, I'm like, okay, well, like what? Do you- <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's becoming easier. I mean, you have like people in their fucking forties and fifties and shit playing, even if they're just playing games on their iPad or something. They're doing it, you know. So it's like that. That's gaming. <laughs> it's not. It's not to the extent that we know and love, but still, they're they're playing a game. You know, shit is crazy, man. Yeah, I think I think if there's anyone in a position to be making innovations in gaming and really like pushing the boundaries i think as indie developers because like you won't see a top top-notch developer making racing games like that you won't see top-notch developers making games like gone home which is basically like just an interactive uh, experience in an environment and you're just discovering things about the characters and the story like just through interacting with the environment like you won't see that shit in a in a full release um at least not first you know, games like Outlast, for example, like basically the entire game, you're just running around without a weapon and you're parkouring and shit. You're taking notes on things and it's a terrifying experience. But like a lot of the developers who work on horror games are too scared to only rely on the horror elements of their game to really push people forward. Like, I, you know, fucking Fez, a game that kind of like distorts the way that in which the environment moves and looks. Remember Echo Chrome? Yeah. Yeah, we like we haven't even seen any other games really taking advantage of that concept of like distorting the environment based on like how you're looking at it. Yeah. Like, if we have more developers taking cues from these independent developers, I think we would be in a much better state in gaming. Yeah, and if more developers would like smoke some pot. <laughs> you know, get, you know, the juice is flowing, man. Octodad, you know. I mean, how do you think Game that's that's got to be some drug infused experience <laughs> right there. How do you think? <laughs> I can't speak from personal experience on this, but I know a lot of other artists um, have said that their best ideas have not come from smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> have not. Have not. Oh, I mean, it fucks man. your brain up, and you start thinking shit. But their best ideas haven't been through weed. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Some people's best ideas have come from it. I guess some people, yeah. Some people, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm just saying. Stupid. <laughs> hey, loosen up that tie, corporate big wig. Yeah. I agree, though. I mean, people, you know, fucking explore a little. Do do some crazy shit. 
We're not condoning pot smoking. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Like, something has to change in this industry. This industry is so big now that it seems like it's conforming to every other type of entertainment industry. Yeah. I mean, if you think about fucking movies, like, what do you see? The same bullshit, you know? Somebody fucking... What, what movie do you know nowadays that doesn't have some type of violence in it? You know, like, even comedies have fucking violence in it now, you know? And it's just like, they all have the same type of formula to try to drive sales, you know? It's like, they're trying to cater to your most basic wants of entertainment, you know? They don't make you, most movies don't make you fucking think anymore. Yeah. You know, most uh, music doesn't make you fucking think anymore. It's like, everything's being dumbed down nowadays. Yeah. Everything. I was reading every fucking thing. Final <laughs> Fantasy 13, you walk down a narrow ass path for you, 80% of the game. Yeah, and you <laughs> let the fucking game play itself. <laughs> All you got to do, yeah. Man, I give up. Yeah. I give up. Real talk though, I think this is um that's interesting because I read an article the other day of talking about like what what certain class like economic classes of people do with their free time. And apparently, uh, people, I guess, with more money spend more time, like, reading books on, like, how to better educate themselves or, like, spend more time trying to learn new, new ways in which to, um, to do things. Whereas, you know, people in the, of the lesser group spend more time uh, focusing on entertainment, you know, aspects of so spending more time on movies and, like, hanging out with friends and stuff like that. And, and I find that interesting because they don't really have to be that different. So, like, when you use the example, for example, of, of Final Fantasy VII, you know, growing up, you learned how to read. You, your, comp your reading comprehension improved because you were reading so much and you were learning so many different things about the games. And, like, I remember Metal Gear Solid came out, man. I was learning all this shit about, you know, genetics and, like, genetic modification and then, like, um, nuclear disposal and, and all this other shit. And cloning, like, cloning, this is all, these are all concepts that were available to public but people just didn't know about and they were putting those into the games and these were legit facts that they were putting into the games that like you might not even have known at first until you like started reading into it he's like oh shit like this is stuff that's really going on and like even the newer metal gear games like private military corporations like that's a thing that really exists and the the problem i think with a lot of entertainment is that they don't like you said, you know, a lot of it, you don't have to fucking think at all. Like, it's just spoon-fed to you. Whereas, there's, there's some instances that are different, though. So, there's a few exceptions here and there. But it doesn't have to be that way. There could be a lot more entertainment out there that takes advantage of the fact that people are watching. You could be learning some real legit shit through it, you know? Yeah. I agree with you. I mean, you know, there's always that one movie or one album get video game that comes out that just breaks away from the norm but it's like why does everything have to be so fucking conforming nowadays you know when the shooting genre blew up what did every motherfucker want to do make a shooter <laughs> yeah. you know it's just i don't know if we keep this way if we stay on this path gaming is not going to be the same it's already changed it's continuing to change some for the better some for the worse but uh, I guess we just got to take it as it comes. And we don't have to buy shit if we don't like it. Right. Right. Will. Listen. Metal Gear Solid. Listen. Zero. Listen. 
shit. I'm just saying, I I don't I don't think most people should buy that. I mean, I'll say it right here. I don't think most people should buy that game. I think if you are an avid Metal Gear fan, you should because it's fucking dope. But I don't think most people should buy it because, for that exact reason. Like, you gotta say, you gotta make a statement to the developers. Like, if you're gonna push something out, don't push this bullshit. Like, the game isn't bullshit. It's just the fact that it it's at the price that it's at that is bullshit. They could have waited another year and just put it all out at once. I mean, and, and that's the other thing too is that like, I agree with that, but I also disagree because I want my Metal Gear. Like, that, that's the problem. That's part of the problem right there. Yeah, you like, just said it. Exactly. You want it. You want it now. I want you it want now. It yesterday. <laughs> I've been waiting for Metal Gear like the last Metal Gear why game they that did came it. out. Exactly. And, and that's exactly why they did. They shouldn't have done it at that price. They should not no. have done it at that price. But they had to do something, and they had to make money off of it so they could make Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain as good as they want to make it. Like, it just helps them keep going. Helps them keep going. In theory, I mean, they already have the budget in place for Metal Gear Solid Five. They, they, I don't think they released it for the money. For, apparently, what Hideo Kojima said was that he wanted to release something now so that people can get into the next one. They'll have something to tie them over until the next one comes because they're still not sure when it, it's right. going to be done. So I think it was more about time, less about the money in terms of like finishing development on it, because he doesn't fucking know when it's going to be done. No. And I'm still fucking pissed off that they use a different voice actor. So it's like, again, I don't think most people should pick that game up because again, make a statement like you're pissed off about that. But uh, I forgot about that, man. I didn't. I'm not even a huge fan, and I didn't forget that. I didn't. Forget it, it went from David Hater to Kiefer Sutherland. It's I don't care. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. You yeah, went from Snake to Jack Bauer. That's <laughs> what you did. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about it. The voice was the most iconic thing about Snake. Yep. The shit was... I mean, you could tell he fucking smoked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just... It's like, you got some buildup in your fucking lungs? <laughs> You know, oh man, that sucks. It it absolutely sucks. I even mentioned it in the review. It's it's one of the bigger detriments to the the actual game aside from the price. I think I'm gonna play Metal Gear Solid Three today. Thank you. <laughs> oh, three is so good. It's so good. Best game in the series. It's 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 a close between. No. <laughs> <laughs> best, one in three, motherfucker. One in three. No. Nah. Those are the best ones in the series. It's tied for me because I think one goes first because that was my introduction. It's bias. It was my introduction to the series and it was set in a more modern time. And three. The ca- I think the characters, aside from the boss and Big Boss, the characters all throughout Metal Gear Solid 1 were all amazing. I've never seen a man overcome so much adversity in a video game in my life. Never. Metal Gear Solid 1. It still wasn't as much, man. Still wasn't as much. The ending from part three, yeah, that that kind of did it for me. That was the nail in the coffin. The whole fucking game. Nah, man, that last one was the icing on the cake, man. That last fucking thing that happened, well, a series of things. I was just like, all right, he went through some shit. And I was, yo, I remember, because not too many video games made me do this, but I would just not sleep. I had school in the fucking morning, man. <laughs> and I just made sure the TV was on, like, really, really low so mom wouldn't wake up. You know? <laughs> And I'm just like, I'm just fascinated by this fucking game. Like, every time 
Because you know Metal Gear Solid has some long-ass fucking cutscenes. <laughs> this is me during the cutscene. Put that shit down, and I just get some fucking popcorn or something, and I just be in it, man. <laughs> Nothing compares to number three. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> fucking yo, I fucking cried. I cried like a little it. bitch. I don't. I don't. I will admit that. I. Oh. Uh, I'm not gonna ruin anything for you because you haven't played through the game yet. But, but you know what? Final Fantasy X made me tear up a little bit. I teared up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta play these games, man. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> and here's the thing too: is like if you play Metal Gear, I don't know if you should start with the first one or the third one because story wise. Oh, that's. The, the, third the only reason one, I kind of asked that because they remade ten recently, so I figured, well, maybe I can jump into that. But they also had the Metal Gear Solid Legacy Collection come out for PlayStation 3 not too long ago that has all of them. Basically yeah. all So I was like, yeah. well, I should just, you know, sit down and just do that. And I got like a year or two to go, right? Until 5 comes out. Yeah, yeah. Alright. Yeah, yeah, I might do that. Yeah. And we want to hear what you think. You won't go one by one. I'll go one by one. One by fucking one. And I want to <laughs> hear which one is the best. <laughs> three. He's gonna say number three. It's about the year to go through them all. I think I can do it. He he might say number three. I I, I again. I told you why I said number one. Uh-huh. It's just it's. <sighs> you can't say too much without. I know. Fucking. Sorry. Hell. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to. That's. I want to go through this shit so I yeah. can talk about. It. Yeah. They're 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 both fucking amazing. They're all iconic. It's just something about. Ah, oh, that's snow. That snow, though. <laughs> Sniper Wolf, what? Oh, my God. Yeah, I guess. The, uh, the end? Oh, my God. Yeah, the end is fucking crazy. There's all the, like, and again, this is one of those things where I'm just like, last, like, the PlayStation 2 and 1 generations had so many intricate things. Like, there were three ways you could dispose of one boss before, yeah. you, before you even fucking got to him. Yeah, yo, I remember <laughs> the first time I fought the end. I fucking, it took me like an hour to beat this motherfucker. And you know what was the craziest shit about it? Like, you know what happens if he catches you, right? Yeah. And that happened to me. And that scared the shit. <laughs> oh my God, that scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Oh my goodness. This is just so fucking intricate. Yeah. So many atten- like, there's so much attention to detail outside of the, just the graphics. Like, the world, what you can do, the interaction with it, like that's why when part four came out, I was disappointed in that way, because like they dumbed down a lot of it. Oh, can you finally admit to certain things being fucking dumbed down? No, I, I've always admitted that game is dumbed <laughs> down, but the controls have always, like, again, the controls are one of the things that really, like, made me love Metal Gear Solid 4 that much more, because like, it <laughs> felt like I was more in control than ever. <sighs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I don't know. I think they made number four way too easy, man. Like that suit was everything. Yeah. No, and once made you had the fucking easy. mask, you could be fucking ninety-five percent camouflaged, <laughs> and you're lying on the fucking floor right in front of the man. <laughs> the only time he's not gonna notice you is if he fucking trips over you or something. You know, it's just I was just like, man, this game is too fucking easy, man. Yeah, they did make it mad easy. The, yeah. A big boss extreme, that fucking difficulty was no joke. Man, I remember I got all 40 emblems 
all 40. And then I never touched the game again. Trophies. They got trophies now. Yeah, but... Man, I can't... do all that shit over again. <laughs> I mean, it's not even about that. It's just the game wasn't what I expected, man. just wasn't. They should have ended it there. How much is this shit? I, I, Metal, Ground Zero so far from what I've played feels like feels like a hybrid between part three and part four. Like it feels like in terms of the the way that you control your character from part four, except better. And I feel like it, it's difficult enough unless you like know exactly what to do um, for for it. I think it's dope. There's a lot of things that they did with the game that are really good. You guys will find out in the review. Uh, yeah, but Kojima's just a fucking mastermind, man. He tackles so many different issues. Yep. You know, like homosexuality, mm -hmm. fucking um, politics is always at the forefront. Genetic modification. Yeah, man. Um, themes about revenge and things. themes about loss. Phantom Pain, the whole idea behind Phantom Pain is like, the loss, like losing something and then like feeling that loss. Yeah, man. Like that shit's mad deep. Yeah, man. It's everything you can imagine, you know? Yeah. Oh, so fucking Every crazy. emotion that you feel on the battlefield. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they, they played around with that too. They kind of exaggerated that in part four of the emotion ammo. Nah, fuck that. I'm talking about <laughs> number three where you fight every emotion that's true that's true that that shit was genius the fear the sorrow. the sorrow the joy the end was just the end. not an emotion that's just what it is <laughs> just because he's an old fucker <laughs> we're not even all like on here we said what painting now got eight games on here it's got Metal Gear, Metal Gear 2, Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 2, Metal Gear Solid 3, Peace Walker, Virtual Missions, and Metal Gear Solid 4. Does it have portable ops? No. No. So, technically, that's another game that's in there that they didn't put in. Holy crap, dude. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck am I going to do all this? I mean, I could do all, like, maybe all these in, like, a year. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Portable Ops was okay. cool, but I, it's not, it's canon. Yeah, it's you know, canon, it, but it's not that But late. it's just like, it's not it as necessary yeah. as the rest of the games are. Yeah. Eight games already. Do I need another one? No, you don't, you don't need that one in there. I'm All right. Saying it's a thing. <laughs> it's part of the story. I just want to get your reaction from playing. That it'll probably be next. It'll probably be the next time I walk into to GameStop or just press play. I'll be looking for the Legacy Collection just to see if they have it. And if they have it, I'll say, "Okay, let's go." Because we don't have anything till May, right? Nothing else big. Yeah. I think I'm gonna go to the store today and buy uh, Final Fantasy X Remake. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. That's legit. I might I might pick it up at some point too. Not Please. now. Yeah, we've just gotten so nostalgic today. Yeah, we did. That was yeah, that was, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll wrap this up because I know JC, you got somewhere you got to be soon. Um, thank you guys, of course, for being on the podcast. Um, it's been fucking great. I miss this podcast so much. When I was in Japan, I was like, man, I really wish I could do a podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs>
but anyway, thank you guys at home for tuning in. We'll catch you guys on the next episode of the Black Money Podcast. It'll be episode 22. Uh, make sure you check out JC Mack's channel, of course. Um, he's got a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash jcmack120. It's pretty fucking dope, if I do say so myself. <laughs> um, and be on the lookout for some more content from Dave, because he has a thing that he's going to be doing very soon. It's coming soon, but I'm not going to name names until it's ready. That's right. Ready. I won't yeah. say anything until it's ready. Um, his last article was posted on blackonlyblog.com, so go check that out. It was It's kind of the in-depth reasoning as to why he got an Xbox One. Um, it's a great article. And yeah, game on. Jay Blaze out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>